Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, Jay. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It's Monday, June the 6th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake up. It's Monday morning with Ray G. And for that, thank you. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you tapping in to the content. Everything brought to you by our good partners, Prospects. Make sure you tap in below. Use the promo code WAKEUP. 100% deposit match up to $100 for first-time depositors. You can get in on that NBA action. Golden State pulled it off last night. Blew out the Celtics, man. Blew out the Celtics. Uh, 1-1 going back to uh, going back to Boston for Game 3. NHL playoffs. Jay Rich said something about some tennis. We got a we got a new tennis champion in the building. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? New tennis champion. Uh, I wouldn't go that far with Rafael Nadal, <laughs> who's won 14 French yeah. Opens. Um, probably the most dominant run in tennis we may ever see from just a single tournament perspective. It's just unfathomable how many championships he's won. Right, he's won 22 Grand Slam titles. 14 of them have been at the French Open. Um, Nadal is actually my favorite tennis player of all time. I love watching him play on clay. The dominance is just crazy. Uh, but I was excited, man. It was a good weekend in sports. I'm excited to see what the Celtics can do at home. They haven't played well at home. But I'm uh, more excited to talk some 2023 rookies, man. Yes. Uh, we done, we're finally done with 2022. Yes. The, the, the stank, crappy 2022 class. We're going into 2023. <laughs> and we got 10 guys today who made Mel Kuyper's top 25 prospects for 2023 when he ranked them. And as well, we're going to go through the 2023 positional rankings that he threw out as well on ESPN last week. So, Ray... There's not a ton of news. Like we we looked through the stuff. There's a lot of OTA chatter. This guy's playing good in seven on sevens. This guy's not. So if if I were you, I'd hop into the show. So how about we just hop right into it? 2023, Ray G versus Mel Kiper. Let's get it. Not yet. Not yet. That was a, that was a good lead in. But you're 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 a little quick, man. You're a little quick. I gotta say good morning to the people, man. Dynasty Barry in the building. Uh, Ty. Good morning to you. Marlon, KBD in the building, Coach Ollie, Big Shy, Jay Peters. It's good to see you. Johnny Lillycrap in the building, my boy Austin Michael. Uh, Matt Bruning's in the building. Good morning, Lindsey Mack. I see EV in the building. Uh, Ethan, Joe. Where's my girl Joe? I saw her in there. Joe's in the building, fizzled dollars. Yeah, man, Jay Rich said it best, man. We don't have a ton of, a ton of news in the NFL world. Um, I think, Jay, the biggest sort of, I, I, I don't even know if it was the biggest news, but uh, a lot of the chatter that I'm seeing uh, from OTAs is surrounding uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And again, it's it's glorified pre- seven on seven, right? Shorts and T-shirts, helmet on. Uh, they're just doing what the high school kids do at passing camp, throw it around. But apparently Jalen Hurts is looking really good and Devontae Smith is looking really good. So I ask you, man, it, it's something that we continue to talk about most Mostly every day inside our Discord, man. If y'all ain't tapped in, patreon.com forward slash all gas. But Jay, my question to you, man, is should we, like, I think if we don't buy into Jalen Hurts, right? If you're a believer that he's going to get a long-term deal, like, should we be buying in to Hurts, man? Because I'm looking at Mel Kuyper's projected quarterbacks. I'm looking at the state of the NFL. I'm looking at what the Eagles are doing. Should we be buying into Jalen Hurts a little bit more, man? I'm kind of like almost all chips in the middle of the table in on Jalen Hurts. I'm banking that he gets the contract extension. And I think the addition of A.J. Brown is going to help him out so much, man. Uh, I think it's going to be good for Smith. I think it's going to be good for A.J. Brown. I think it's going to be good for Jalen Hurts. What, what are you, where are you, where's your kind of feelings at with Jalen Hurts today? And uh, just, just trying to see where you're at with him. I'm a big fan, you know, like I think for fantasy purposes, especially what we've seen is a guy who can produce for us. And that's the most important thing. We want a guy who can produce for us in fantasy. And so that's why I think you should buy in. Even if you don't believe in him long term, you should be able to flip him 
this year if, if you truly don't believe. And we caught a ton of flack for taking Jalen Hurts over Trevor Lawrence. But at the end of the day, we need guys that are going to produce for us on the field. And if we believe that Jalen Hurts can produce beyond this season, which I do believe that, I believe that he will get that extension. I believe he'll be the quarterback there for a while, unless he plays really badly, which again, for fantasy, probably won't be so bad. It just comes down to is can he get them to the promised land? For me, though, um, I am buying in. I, I think that what they're doing to surround him with this talent is going to make him a better quarterback. They're going to make his job easier. So again, for me, I am buying in. I think I think you would be foolish not to, to some degree. I get cost is everything. And I talk about that a lot when we talk about fantasy football. But I think Jalen Hurts is worth the risk at his present cost because I think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. And if he does that, you can probably flip him for something pretty damn good if you really don't believe overall. Yeah, man. I, listen, I just, you know, his first season where he played those last four games uh, of his rookie year, that was Doug Peterson's last year. I'm not really... It was four-game sample size. He was a rookie. He was never supposed to play. Carson Wentz was supposed to be the guy. He comes in. I think he had two good games and two really bad games. And then last yeah. year, I believe through the first half of last season, Philadelphia had the highest combination of offensive line changes in the NFL. Like, there was no continuity up front. Their wide receiver core uh, was Devontae Smith and then nobody else, right? Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, he's all right, but you know, you're not, it's Quez Watkins, right? Travis Fogum, Greg Ward, JJ Ortega Whiteside, the receiving core was putrid. They were running Zach Ertz and Goddard out there. Ertz leaves, Goddard was in and out. So I think this is the year, man, where every everything is aligning for Jalen Hurts to have the best opportunity to shine. And while I'm not going to one for one compare him, Jay, to Josh Allen, I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is look how much better Allen got when he received a true game-changing wide receiver, which opened up the offense, which spread out the defense. Uh, and, and I think that's what A.J. Brown is going to do for this Philadelphia 100%. Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts. And everybody likes to just throw it out. Oh, shit. They can just trade up and grab a quarterback. This isn't, that's, this isn't Madden. This isn't dynasty fantasy football, right? If the Eagles... Right now, Vegas has them projected to tied with Dallas to win the NFC East. I believe their over-under is nine and a half wins. If they're a nine, 10, 11 win team, like their picks are going to be later. And I know they got some picks from New Orleans and, and things of that nature, but if if they're a playoff team, if they go to the you know wild card or win a game in the playoff, why on earth would they reset their franchise for a rookie quarterback who may or may not be better than Jalen Hurts? I just the more I think through this thing, I think he's going to get a contract extension. He is going to be the quarterback of the future. And right now, while everybody is, oh, I'm, I'm too I'm too nervous, I don't want him, I think now is the time to be investing in Jalen Hurts. And I want him, Jay. I'm, I'm a big fan. And when we look at some of these quarterbacks today, I'll just ask you, are you sure that this quarterback is better than what you're getting out of Jalen Hurts right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the biggest problem is that we don't know who's coming. Well, we know who's coming in. But we don't know whether they're going to be good, bad, the other. Um, and people try to project these things. But overall, we just have to suspect that Jalen Hurts will be there over the long term because of the, what they're doing around him. And like you're saying, they have these picks to bolster the offense defense in the future to help him overall again. Yeah, Ali, Devonta Smith, single coverage. I mean, it's it's going to be good luck trying to deal with that. Um, Jay looks like he's in um, 32 bit right now. I don't know what's What's going on there? But uh, just ignore Jay for a little bit. It it'll clear back up. Uh, but I'm with you, man. So let's let's just let's dive in, man. Let's let's dive in and talk Mel Kiper. So Mel Kiper last week put out a uh, top 25 list, put out a top 25 list, and then he put out a top 10 positional rankings list. So you yeah. want to go through the positional rankings, and then we'll go to the top 25 to see which sure. of those guys actually fit into his top 25. All right, we'll do that. Let's do that. All right, so let's pop it off. Somebody said my bummy internet is sabotaging Jay Rich. No, that's his Canadian. I would believe internet, that. Man. I would believe that. I'd no, believe that. No, that's Thank his Canadian you. internet. We're gonna get him off the screen just for a minute until it clears up, and then we'll bring him back. That ain't me. Yeah, fizzle dollars. That's right. You got that maple leaf connection right now. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. But let's dive in. All right, quarterbacks. Let's move this out of the way since Jay isn't there. Let's bring him back. It looks a little better. Quarterback. So here goes Mel Kuyper's uh, top 10 quarterbacks right now. It's early, so give Mel some slack, right? But he's got Bryce Young at the top, followed by C.J. Stroud, 
Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Let me put the name that the school is for those people who may be listening. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky. Jaron Hall. A lot of people don't know who Jaron Hall is. Quarterback out of BYU. Tanner McKee, highly touted prospect. Feels like 10 years ago, but out of Stanford. Devin Leary, somebody that I really like a lot from North Carolina State. Phil Jerkovich. Jerkovich. Jerkovich from Boston College. And Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. So here goes um, Mike uh, uh, Mel Kuyper's top 10 quarterbacks. I think for the most part, one and two, you could flip-flop those guys, and most people are going to agree with that. For me, I got C.J. Stroud at the top, followed by Bryce uh, followed by Bryce Young at two. Van Dyke, uh, statue-type quarterback out of Miami, and I'm seeing a lot of buzz about he's probably going to be the one, you know, Anthony Richardson, big-time boomer bust potential. The athleticism is through the roof, the size, the intangibles, but he's just got to become a more consistent thrower of the football, which, to be fair to Anthony Richardson, he didn't really have a chance to develop that consistency last year. The Florida coaching staff was bad. The team was bad. So I've got high hopes for A. Rich uh, this year. And then we got Will Levis out of Kentucky, and we've talked about him on this show quite a bit, Jay. But probably, probably, you look at this list, the best arm talent in this in this. Like just arm strength, velocity, yeah. Will Levis has it. Um, what are your thoughts on the top five quarterbacks? Van Dyke, Richardson, Levis, Stroud, and Young. Well, I got to give you a little bit of credit here. This was uh, this was your top five. It was in a slightly different order, right? But when we talked about it, what was this? Probably almost two months ago, it feels like, when we did talk about these four quarterbacks, you had the same five, right? And I'm curious. I do have one question for you. I'll talk about these guys a little bit. Um, but... I think Bryce Young at the top is interesting, right? Because like you said, you have Stroud at number one. Uh, my question to you, though, is that for fantasy or for the NFL? Because, you know, I think for the NFL, I may be closer, but I think for fantasy, I probably want Stroud. So are, do, you, are, do you have Stroud number one as far as pro potential and fantasy potential or more so just for fantasy? I don't know, man. I just, uh, they're, they're kind of both one and the same. We've asked this question a bunch, like, do I think either of these guys could be top five quarterbacks in fantasy? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think either of them could be top five quarter. I don't believe they have, you know, we talk about Jalen Hurts. We talk about a Trey Lance. Like, I think there's a world in which because of their rushing upside that they can be top five fantasy quarterbacks. I don't think we're getting that out of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. They can run. They don't run. And you quite yeah. frankly don't really want Bryce Young running and I uh, participated in a Debbie summit with a bunch of Debbie guys and Ryan McDowell and I were on a uh, AMA together and he's very concerned about Bryce Young and his size, man. Really? McDowell was like, he's the type of player that we've seen the story before dominates through college, gets the pre-draft process. And then they're concerned about, you know, the weight, the size. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I tend to lean on the fact that he's doing it in the SEC. So if yeah. he could do it in the SEC and handle that, then he should be fine. But there's no doubt the dude is just tiny, man. He's a very slender build at quarterback, right? He's got mm-hmm. more than enough arm strength, but he doesn't have a cannon. He can move, but you really don't want him to run. So you're asking me, do I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud could just stand back in the pocket and just dissect defenses? Yeah, they've got that ability, um, but it's not just about how good they are. It's about the players that are already there. And do I see e- yeah. any of these players usurping Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, what uh, Trey Lance could become, what Jalen Hurts can become? You still got Justin Fields out there. There's still Trevor. Like, Do I think any of those guys are definitively better than sort of the consensus top 10 right now? And the answer is no for me, but I like these players and they're better than the quarterbacks that we just had in 2022. So I don't know how much of this is. We just came from a very bad quarterback class to this one is good, no doubt, but it does. Is this even better than apparently the 2021 class was supposed to be ridiculously, uh, the 2021 class was supposed to be super special with Lawrence and Fields and Lance and Zach Wilson's arm talent and Mac Jones is the mm-hmm. fifth. Is it even better than that, man? Like, is 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 the top five here better than the top five from 2021? And don't think about what they did this season, but as prospects, are these top five better than uh, Fields, Lance, Lawrence, Wilson, and Jones? 
And if you were saying be honest, I'd say probably not. Yeah. I, I think not. that I think it I think though, if we see CJ Stroud somehow take Ohio State and win a title, we're getting closer, right? Because we had Bryce Young go all the way through the ranks, win the Heisman, CJ Stroud probably gonna win the Heisman this year. That gives you your top two in Fields and Lawrence, right? Not quite the same prospect pedigree, but pretty damn close. But I think I think like Bruning is saying, the answer is no. And I think that's correct, right? Because Van Dyke, Richardson, like if if Mac Jones was the third guy, quote unquote, he was also an undefeated champion, right? At so he was Alabama. the fifth he was, guy. He was the fifth yeah. guy. But I'm saying like, it's just from a te- whatever you want to call it. Then you got Trey Lance kind of coming out of the woodwork FCS quarterback. And then Zach Wilson, who kind of turned heads, which we may see from Levis, right? We, we say the same cup of comps, the arm talent, the sort of out of nowhereness. I think it's Will Levis is probably the most interesting for me. Richardson, obviously, because of the boom bust potential, but Levis yeah. not having Wandell Robinson, we're not really sure what that Kentucky offense is going to look like. Obviously, playing in the SEC, he could struggle and that may hurt his overall draft stock. But I think, you know, what we're going to see from Van Dyke this season will be pretty damn good. Um, and then obviously Stroud and Young. But I'm, I'm curious how this shakes out. Is there anybody outside the top five that you think could jump in the top five? Like, is Jaron Hall a guy that you're looking at? I personally think Phil Jerkovich is a guy that NFL people are going to like a lot. Yeah, because he's, just, he's been a starter for a long time. He's kind of a big guy. He's got a big arm. You know, BC, we'll see. But I do think he's a guy who will rise overall. Um, but is there anybody else that you, I, like I said, not necessarily top five, but is there anybody that you think here that could rise to the top five, maybe bumping a Richardson down if he has a bad season, a Will Levis down, maybe in a Van Dyke down? Because we know that three is really up for grabs right now. We expect it to be one of those three guys, but it is up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. And Bryce Young and Stroud will obviously be at the top no matter what. So I think Devin Leary is somebody I'm very interested in. Um, at North Carolina State last year, 12 games, 65.7% completion percentage. So not bad, right? 3,400 passing yards, 35 touchdowns to only five interceptions. Um, And that's coming off of – now, what's interesting is his true freshman season, he had 1,200 passing yards, eight touchdowns, five picks. And then the ACC in that COVID-shortened year, they only played – he only played four games, but 890, eight touchdowns and two picks. So I think Devin Leary – I see some people talking about Hendon Hooker. We'll see with Hendon Hooker. I think he's athletic. I think he's got the – the, the skill set, um, uh, we'll see. I think one player that's not on the list, and let me pull him up real quick, right? Let me pull him okay. up, is Cam Rising from Utah. <clears throat> yes. Very interested in Cam Rising. Um, last year, uh, 13 games for Utah, kind of weird quarterback situation there, but 2,500 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. He also had 500 rushing yards in, in six touchdowns. He's got this porn star mustache, um, and Utah is going to be a real good team this year. So Cam Rising not on this list, but somebody that I'm paying close attention to this fall. I don't get the Tanner McKee hype, but again, you talked about Phil Jerkovich being a guy that NFL teams are probably going to like. I can yeah. see Tanner McKee coming from Stanford, smart yeah. kid, uh, the high pedigree. Like I can see them, you know. All over Tanner McKee. I think that the, the the true game changer in this class, man, is Anthony Richardson. Like that's the yeah. one where, for fantasy purposes and the NFL, if he can put it together, man, I think he's got the highest. I think he's got an even higher fantasy ceiling than younger, Young and Stroud. Like really, I really okay. Do. Um, he's the one that if he can pull it all together, and you just look at what he did last year. I mean, it, he didn't play right. He he had seven yeah. games. Threw the ball 64 times, 529 yards, six touchdowns, five interceptions, 59% completion percentage. But here's the kill part, man. 51 carries, 401 yards, three touchdowns. So he's the one where if he can, he needs to, and Jordan Reed from ESPN, I was talking to him on Twitter the other day, Jay, he said he he did a a deep dive into a lot of these quarterbacks. And he's like, there's a couple of them that are clear cut and then everybody else is they need to take a big step forward. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Richardson, Levis, all these guys. So it's going to be interesting this fall. But right now, I think the I think the key the or the the key takeaway is after QB two. We got two, right? We got two. After that's, QB two. That's all we know. We got two. Uh, would you ra- so let me just ask you right now today, would you rather have Lance Fields or Van Dyke Richardson Levis? 
No, I'm taking Lancer Fields for yeah, sure. Same. For same, sure, right? Same, Absolutely. Same, and same. even even with Fields' situation, I think he's going to get a lot better. Um, and then Eric, uh, Heisman member Eric, also asked in the chat, are you surprised that Rattler and DJU aren't on this list? And do you think they can make this list come next season, if they even declare? Spencer Rattler, yes. DJU, no. I, I still, yeah. I think DJU's cooked, man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if he holds off Cade Klubnick for the entire season. That's the next like, question, right? Like I Is just five-star quarterback Cade Klubnick probably going to beat out DJU if he plays pretty decent? Because Yeah, I, I don't know if, if, if DJU struggles early. And the thing is, Clemson's already shown that they have no problem pulling out the incumbent starter. They did that with Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant mm -hmm. was not bad, but Lawrence was the better prospect, gave their team the best chance to win. And I remember them yanking Kelly Bryant, inserting Trevor Lawrence, and then the rest was history. So, um, yeah, that's Rattler. I still think there's a shot that he can be. A He'll be in the SEC pick. at least, right? So he, if he pick. does play well, he could he could rise up some boards a little. Yeah, bit. I think he could be a day two pick. Barry Sanders on in the background, man. Barry, just I'm just watching some Barry Sanders. Just nuts. All right, let's go to the running backs. This one is interesting, Jay. Let's look at Mel's running backs. All right. So at the top, we got Bijan Robinson, surprise, surprise, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, Devon A. Chain from Texas A&M, Zach Evans, the running back at Ole Miss, Tank Bigsby from Auburn, Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State, five foot six, 165 pound Deuce Spice. Vaughn. You know I'm a Deuce Vaughn fan. Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, Sean Tucker at eight. Woo! Dwayne McBride from UAB, Sean Tucker, Syracuse, Dwayne McBride, UAB. And Travis Dye, USC, as his top running backs. Um, Jay, no dissension at the top, right? Bijan, no. we were talking pre-show, how high does he go in the NFL draft is 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 really the real question, right? I don't think he's going to be a top 10 pick, but he's gonna, he should be a first-rounder in 2023 at running back. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is my running back, too. I'm looking at my rankings right now. Jameer Gibbs is the RB2. In my yeah. ranks, and let me just see. I think I've got Tucker at three. But what are your thoughts on Mel Kuyper's top ten running backs? And I'm just going to be honest, had no clue, really have not dug into any Dwayne McBride, don't even have him ranked. Yeah. So I can't speak a ton on him. But everybody else, from Charbonnet, Vaughn, A-Chain, Bigsby, Tucker, Evans, they're all inside my top ten. Different order, but all those guys are top ten. What are your thoughts on this running back class compared to – uh, the running backs that we saw in 2022, the running backs that we saw in 2021, and let's even take it back to 2020 with Jonathan Taylor, Swift, uh, Dobbins, uh, you know, Akers, and 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 A.J. Dillon and all those guys. Uh, Antonio Gibson, what are your thoughts on this running back core? I think looking at it now as like a kind of complete list, and I've looked at it a couple times, is that it just, it's underwhelming is the only it, way to put it. It, it kind of is, it's, isn't it? It's it underwhelming, kind of right? It's it's a one-man show in B. John Robinson. No, which, no, 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 no. It's not a one-man show. Jameer not Gibbs fully. is fucking dope. I'm not saying Jameer Gibbs isn't good, and I and I like Jameer Gibbs at two because he's playing at Alabama, and if he's the guy at Alabama, he's going to be really, really good. So I think there's a reason why he's at two, even though he's not the biggest guy, and and people, few people have some size concerns about him, but overall, I do, I do think the list it just strikes me as underwhelming. As much as I do like Charbonnet, and he looked so good this year. I was kind of shocked, and I'm sure you were too, that he didn't declare, right, with how good he looked. Sean Tucker, I know someone that you really like, think he's going to have another really good season. Could be a Doak Walker finalist candidate type of guy. Maybe, probably not going to win because of Bijan, but definitely could be in the running. Um, it's it's more so the smaller guys, right? The uh, the Deuce Vaughns, the Travis Dyes. Um, how do they fit into the NFL? And and we're not really going to value them as much in fantasy because we know they're satellite guys. And Well, I'll ask you about Dye right now, obviously playing at USC. Yeah. Do you think he can be more than a satellite guy where Deuce no. Vaughn is kind of has to be, no. right? Where No. Yeah. No. I, no, I love I'm Travis Dye. I love USC, but he's a satellite plus guy. Um, he's very good, though. Very good when he was at Oregon. Now, obviously, at USC. Yes. I, yeah, I, think I think that Deuce Vaughn is just a souped-up version of him, right? He's and then you look at Tank Bigsby and Evans are the two that I think can can ascend with really good seasons. Um, but those are the two guys you look to as as runners, right? Dudes that can really run versus A-Chain, who, speed guy, don't really know what he profiles as at a run, as a running back at the NFL level, probably not a primary carrier, but maybe can be 
a lighter version of a primary ball carrier. Um, I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on A-Chain, actually? He's probably the, the guy that's toughest to peg because he doesn't have the size, but obviously he has the tremendous speed that fastest we see player, uh, on the field and on the track. Fastest player in college football. Probably the fastest player in college football. You give him a crease and he's taking it to the house. The problem is his size. You know, Texas A&M has him listed on the football website at 185, but reports are during track season he's weighing around 169, yeah. 170. It's not going to get a, it done. He's a little dude, man. He's little. He's 5'8", 170, 5'8", 185. What, yeah. what, do you, what do you do with that, right? Like, it's it's scary as hell. And, I mean, that's Travis Dye, right? This Okay, B. John Robinson, I have him categorized as a blue-chip prospect. He's five-star in the cornerstone rankings. You build around B. John Robinson. I think Jameer Gibbs is a tier below B. John, but elite prospect, right? And the thing with Jameer is he's going to have – people are going to – can be concerned about his size as well. He's listed at 5'9", 190 something, 200 pounds. We'll see. Um, A chain, smaller guy. Zach Evans. I think he's probably one of the better, like, pure runners. Yeah. Let's get this straight. B. John Robinson, I don't think he's 215 either. I think he's around 200, 210, somewhere like Let me that. Look it up. Um, yeah, look up B. John. The, the, my issue with Zach Evans, man, is, you know, every year, Jay, when, you know, players, red flags, right? And we're always like, I wish I would have known that before I drafted him, or I wish I would not have ignored some of the quote unquote red flags. And I'm not going to go full on red flag for Zach Evans, but North Shore High School, where he played high school ball at, you know, I lived in Houston for 12 years, man. That's a powerhouse mm-hmm. high school program. And for them to suspend the number one running back in the country for their 6A state championship game, like that, you don't just do that for no reason. Then he goes, then the whole recruitment thing, he was supposed to go to Georgia, and then it was LSU, and then he doesn't sign. Then he goes to TCU and has issues at TCU, has to leave from TCU. Like everything I'm hearing is just like, he might end up being one of those players where I'm just okay not taking. Like, yeah, he, the, like the talent doesn't outweigh the headache for me. Um, I don't know. It's still early. He's at Ole Miss now, but Ole Miss also got SMU transfer Ulysses Bentley to come in as mm-hmm. well. So I don't think it's just going to be Zach Evans's job and he's going to take 90% of the workload. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Tank Bigsby is fine. Good, good grinder running back. We'll, we'll see. Um, Deuce Vaughn is yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying Jameer Gibbs at five foot eleven. There's no way. <laughs> I, I don't know how he grew from Georgia Tech to Alabama. I have no clue how that happens. Um, so Deuce Vaughn is somebody Jay. I've been on record talking about. I think he's going to be a PPR monster. I really do, yeah. man. Even though he's five foot five, five foot six, I I think he's going to be. He'd be the guy where I think. Early day three, late day two. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think Deuce Vaughn's going to be a PPR machine in the NFL. He is. If you guys have not watched Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State play, do us all a great favor. Just go pull up his highlights while you're listening to this and just watch this young man. Um, I don't have him as my RB five like Joe, but he's it clearly he is he is comfortably inside my top eight. And I think can yeah. even move up. Like he's, I, I'm seeing Naheem Hines, um, but a better runner. It's a lazy comp, but it's a real comp. It's Darren Sproles, and they both played at Kansas State. They're the both. They're both the same type of player, but the difference is Deuce Vaughn is actually a good runner in between the tackles. No, he's not Ray Rice because Ray Rice was bigger, a little bit thicker, more yeah. physical than Vaughn. But he's just it, for for what we want in fantasy, those running backs to catch the ball. Deuce Vaughn is incredible. My fear, the scariest part of this list early, man, the scariest, uh, and Jeff says I was I was fascinated by Kadarius Tony's highlights. There's a big difference. And if you can't see the difference between Kadarius Tony, what he did his final season and what Deuce Vaughn has done throughout his course of his Kansas State career, I can't I can't help you on that one. They're two completely different situations. Go watch the game tape. I'm just telling you to watch the highlights for efficiency. 
But go watch the game tapes. Absolutely dominated in games that he played. Just dominant, dominant force. Sean Tucker, man, and I keep saying it, Jay. I'm just, I hope the NFL values a Syracuse running back. And I know that sounds yeah. ridiculous, but the fact that he's down here at eight, and I know it's early, I asked the real question, like, I'm, I'm going to look it up because I've been saying it. I think the last Syracuse running back that was drafted that was um, relevant might have been Jim Brown. Oh, man. I yeah, I have no idea. No idea. I, I, I'm be. not even joking. Um, Larry Zonka, Jim Brown, Moose Johnson. Yeah, man. I'm just – I'm concerned. And I love Tucker. I've got him as RB3 in the class. So to see him down here at eight – not ideal, but we'll see how it plays out, man. I, I I got him as a I got him as a top three back, but the fact that he's already like he's kind of low after what he did this past year, and I know there are some people who um some people who think that he's going to regress some this year. <sighs> I love him, man. And Joe, he can catch passes. Like he's he's pretty good pass catcher. He's got elite speed. He's got the size. I just think it's the I just think it's the Syracuse thing, man. And we see this shit every yeah. year in the NFL. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Floyd Little. Pardon me. Floyd Little. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's Baller. that's just my that's my thinking with, with Sean Tucker, but I'd have him there's no way I'm taking A Chain or Evans or Bigsby or Vaughn or Charbonnet over Sean Tucker. But um that that's what it's looking like early. So some notable names not on the list, Jay. Uh Eric Gray, Kendall Milton, yeah. Blake Corum. Uh, Mo Ibrahim, uh, John Emery mm-hmm. Jr., EJ Smith, like you know, I want Bijan and Gibbs. Like yeah. I want Bijan Gibbs, and right now I'm still I want Tucker. He's my th- third running back. After it's fine, man. It's 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 a good running back class. It's a good yeah. The the prize is Bijan Robinson. Like this is the Saquon Barkley. Uh, this is yep. the prize, right? You want Bijan. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. So, Any episode with a Jim Brown reference is must-see TV. Yeah, man. Yeah, so shit, here we go. Um, what's up? You were going to say something. I was going to say, so Bijan listed um, at 215 on a few different sites um, and then two, 221 on Texas' site. So you know, right, if good. we want to believe Texas, sure. But somewhere around you know 215 to 220 is probably what he's going to weigh in at. Yep. What's Deuce's ideal landing spot? A team that will utilize the running back in the receiving game. It's a good one. A better version of Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Like you know what's crazy? His I freshman like year, he averaged 17 yards per reception on 25 receptions. Just read, read Deuce Vaughn's stats out for the people, man. Read Deuce Vaughn's so stats a, out. As a freshman, 123 carries, 642 yards, seven touchdowns, which is 5-2 a carry. And then through the receiving game, 25 receptions, 434 yards, 17.4 reception, and two touchdowns. Then last season... 235 carries, 1,400 yards, 18 touchdowns on the ground with 50 receptions, 468 yards, and another four touchdowns through the air. So, Damn near yeah, 2,000 um, all-purpose all yards as a sophomore. Yeah, almost, ni- almost 1,900 all-purpose yards and over 22 touchdowns. Yeah, 22 touchdowns. The beast, And that's man. Under, under 300 touches, too. He's more a beast. carries and more yards than B. John Robinson He's a beast, in the same man. conference. He's a beast, man. He's a beast. So, uh... Let's uh let's talk to wide receivers. Let's get to the wide receivers in this 23 class. <clears throat> and here we go. At the top, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, Kayshawn Boutte, LSU, Jordan Addison, USC, Josh Downs, North Carolina, Tyler Harrell, Alabama, Quentin Johnson, TCU, Rakeem Jarrett, Maryland, Zay Flowers from Boston College, Jermaine Burton, Alabama, and Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Homa, those goes, those are Mel's top wide receivers. And uh, I'm I'm there. I got a couple of different guys in there. I got Mumfield from Pittsburgh up there. Yep. Parker Washington from Penn State. But yep. other than that, I mean, it's fine. I still like Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Um, but overall, the big the big name is who? Who's who's the who who do people who are people looking at saying who the hell is that right now? Probably Tyler Harrell. I Tyler mean, realistically, uh, maybe Zay Flowers, but it it wouldn't be a, a list without two Alabama receivers, right? It ha- if if you're doing a top ten list of wide receivers in college football, it's uh, you got to have two Alabama guys on there. So where are you at with Harrell? I mean, I think Burton's going to be the one. I I don't I don't really have any questions about that. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if Harrell was the one. To be honest, I think it's going to be Burton, even though he is transferring. There's a rapport with Bryce Young. I get it. Um, 
but I think Burton's just so damn good. He's going to quickly pass Harrell. Like we didn't see JMO coming out of the woodwork. Um, we thought it'd be Mechie. So maybe, you know, you never know. Um, but I still think that it will be Burton overall. Uh, I, I do. I am surprised to see Josh down so high because while he's good, I don't know if he's that good. And I think that four spot is up for grabs. Um, I, I, I like seeing downs there because he's super talented, but I wouldn't be surprised if Burton was up there, if Quentin Johnson was up there, if Raheem Jarrett was up there um, when it's all said and done. But I do like downs and I think he'll have a good season. I just don't know if he's going to be the fourth guy on this list come next uh, April. Well, my new wide receiver sort of um, crush right now is old Tyler Harrell. I just oh. I saw what Bryce Young was able to do with Jamison Williams. And Tyler Harrell comes in from Louisville. You want to know what he did last year at Louisville? And, and apparently Alabama tampered to get him to transfer. So yeah. um, you know what he did last year at Louisville? Yeah, 18 catches. Didn't he have 18, 18 catches? catches? 18 catches, 520. 40-something yards and six touchdowns with Malik Cunningham at quarterback. He averaged, I believe, 29 yards per reception last year. He's been verified at a 4-2, 40-yard dash. Six foot, 194, and now he goes to Alabama to play with the best quarterback in the country. Well, he's probably going first round. (laughs) We've seen this story time and time again. I mean, it's... It's a story as true as time. Uh, fast wide receiver at Alabama in the SEC. I am very intrigued by one Tyler Harrell. I'll just say that, man. If he if he can go out there and do 80% of what Jamison Williams was able to produce last year with Bryce Young, he's going to be a first-round pick. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. In a class that after downs, Quentin Johnson's dope. I just... TCU has burned us so many. They're they're getting <laughs> really close to the don't draft Baylor wide receivers. Don't draft. T- yep. He's the last damn one. If if Quentin Johnston bust, I'm done. Done with TCU wideouts. Zay yep. Flowers, no thanks. Rakeem Jarrett, maybe. Burton is good, man. He's somebody. Go check the receipts. I've been talking about Burton since he came in as a true freshman. He can't stay fucking healthy, man. He's always yep. banged up. He's always banged up. So. Last year, we thought Mexi was going to be the one, and then all of a sudden versus Miami, it's bombs away. Jameson <laughs> Williams, he takes over. He's the one. I'm intrigued. I'll just say that. I'm very intrigued by Tyler Harrell because it is – I mean, the parallels are right there. If you guys haven't seen him, go to YouTube. Just watch the highlights. He's only got 18 catches. It'll be quick. Blazing, <laughs> blazing type speed. And – Again, we've seen this story play out with Alabama and these type of receivers. And the fact that Nick Saban bring him in, brought him in, like now, they, like they're, they've got a plan for Tyler Harrell. So if he is good, this is the best opportunity he has to increase his draft stock. With that type of speed, half of a, half of a rack on 18 receptions is nuts, man. Yeah. 29 yards per reception. Uh, and, and here goes Bruning right here. Uh, 24.9 average depth of target last season. Nick Saban doesn't bring in players he doesn't want to have a plan for. I'm telling you, just check them out. And just, uh, I, I can just see it, man. I just see what's going to happen with this kid. And if you go to like the depth charts and what people predict already, he's already slotted in as like the second receiver in the really, slot yeah. for, from day one. So nice. we'll see. But, you know, the fact that Kuiper has him here. Is, is he believes too, right? It's quite intriguing, yeah. man. It's quite intriguing. Josh Downs, dope. Jordan Addison, dope. Kayshawn Boutte. If he plays, and if Kayshawn Boutte is healthy and he plays this season, I'm just going to tell you, Jay's probably going to be my one. He's that good, man. Really? That's, that's yeah. where I was going I next, right? More, I was going to ask you between JSN, Boutte, and Addison, who's your one? I think he's one? a more complete receiver than Jackson Smith and Jake, but the, the big issue okay. is... Nobody knows what his injury was. Nobody knows what his injury truly was. Was it an Achilles? Was it an ankle? He's had cleanup surgeries. Is he practicing? Is he not practicing? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I think he's a more complete receiver than Jackson Smith and Jigba. If Boutte is healthy and on the field, he's going to be wide receiver one, in my opinion. He's going to test like a freak. He's He's a freak athlete. He's got the size. You saw the freshman production. You saw what he was doing last year prior to going down. If he's healthy, he's the one. In my opinion, Addison, it, it's funny. The same, the same conversations that people had about Devontae Smith and 
not knowing his size. It's gonna, we're going to have this all over again with Jordan Addison because they're the same yeah. size, same type of player. Ex- like they are spitting clone images of one another, in my opinion. Jordan Addison and Devontae Smith. He should put up monster numbers with Caleb Williams at USC. Now they do have Mario mm-hmm. Williams there as well. Travis yep. dies. So a lot of options for Caleb Williams to choose from, but Addison should be the wide receiver three. Josh Downs, incredible talent. Big fan of Josh Downs. Tyler Harrell, we talked about him. Quentin Johnston. After that, Jarrett, Flowers, Burton, Mims. We'll see how it plays out, man. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I, I think JSN will be difficult to ignore this season, and that's that's where it will be tough in season to to top him. But I think to your point about through the process, the testing, seeing how JSN runs his routes in season, though, I mean, realistically, what are we looking at? We we talked about how there's pretty much no ceiling for JSN with who he's playing around, all these types of players. But when it comes down to it with testing, looking at the routes, the diversity, Jordan Addison and uh, Keishon Butte profile is more outside receivers than JSN does Jason's right now. Jason's not playing we'll outside. We'll see what it looks like. Jason's not yeah. playing outside. Um, apparently yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Yeah, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's Emeka. Um, like yep. Jason is going to stay in the slot. That That's the word. That's, that's the word is he's going to stay – uh, stay in the slot, so I don't. I doubt we see him on the outside much. Uh, and not that he can't do it, but I doubt that Ohio State is going to put him in that position. So let's run through the yeah. tight ends real quick. You got Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, Benjamin something, Will Mallory, Cam Latu, Luke Musgrave, Eric All, Darnell Washington, and Isaac Rex. Michael Mayer is going to be a first round pick in rookie drafts. He's an elite prospect. Yep. Day one, locked and loaded starting tight end. Uh, should be valued as a top eight, and some people think even higher, dynasty tight end right now. He's incredible, man. Uh, so there you go. Michael Mayer's good. Sam Laporta. Shout out to to the 40 Chess, one half of the 40 Chess crew, Mike McNutted. He's been all over Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. He's been all over him. So there you go. Uh, Sam Laporta's there. Dalton Kincaid from Utah. This is going to be Cam, one of Cam Rising's uh, favorite targets. I like Cam mm-hmm. Latu out of Alabama. I'm a fan of Will Mallory from Miami. Eric All, eh, Darnell Washington. Eh. I we'll just see. want Michael Mayer. I want right now. I just want Michael Mayer. Theo Johnson's not on the list. Uh, there's a couple of other maybes in this class, but uh, Jaheim Bell is the notable omission, and the fact that Jaheim Bell is not here is wild. So uh, Jaheim <laughs> Bell would be a top. I'd take him over Sam Laporta for damn sure. But uh, yeah. So there's the there are the tight ends. There are the tight ends. Don't want to spend too much time on that. So let's get to Mel Kuyper's. Of all the players we just talked about, Jay, what did I say when I looked at the show sheet? I said, damn, these are the only uh, prospects yeah. inside of his top 25. <laughs> so go yeah. ahead and give us um, Mel Kuyper's, which players from all the players we looked at are top 25. And he does have Jaheim Bell as top 10 in the H-back category, but not tight end. Okay. He is an H-back tight end, but let's go. So Bryce Young was listed QB1 at two overall with CJ Stroud at three overall. And then you have Jackson Smith and Jigba at fifth overall, the first wide receiver off the board. Michael Mayer at seven, obviously tight end one, seventh overall. Kayshawn Boutte at LSU at nine. Bijan Robinson at 10 to round out the top 10. 10. Tyler Van Dyke at 12. Anthony Richardson out of Florida at 13. Jordan Addison at 18. And then Will Levis at 22. So 10 guys from our fantasy skill position players in the top 10 for Mel Kuyper Jr. Ray, you thought it was... Not enough. And I know that we expect nah, a lot enough. of quarterbacks to be it's well, I think the more surprising part is we have what four quarterbacks there, or no, five quarterbacks in the top twenty-five. And so this year it was one quarterback in the top tw- in what the top twenty basically, because and then obviously the sus- subsequent rounds after that. But if we see five quarterbacks in the top twenty-five, that would be pretty crazy. And, and and I think I'm surprised more more importantly that Levis is at 22, Tyler Van Dyke and Anthony Richardson up at 12 and 13. That's high. Like that's very high because I don't think there's that many teams that need quarterbacks, but we've always said there is always a world where we may see some teams switch up and take a quarterback because playing with the guy you got just isn't going to be the one. We know the Lions need a quarterback. We know that the Houston Texans could be in line for a quarterback depending on how they feel about Davis Mills. But you know, there's a lot of teams who could need quarterbacks, but five in the top 25 is spicy. Even though the quarterback class looks good, 
I don't know if it's that good, but we'll see. Yeah, and 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 one more time, just just to recap that two overall, Bryce Young, three overall, Stroud, five overall, JSN. So three Ohio State guys in the top five. Michael yeah. Mayer at seven. I love it. I, I think he's that good of a player, man. Seventy-one receptions, eight hundred and forty yards, and seven touchdowns as a tight end last year as a sophomore is nuts. Butte at nine, Bijan at ten, Van Dyke and Richardson at twelve and thirteen, respectively. Jordan Addison at 18 and Will Levis at 22. Well, it would be five quarterbacks in round one of your super flex draft, right? So yep. out of the 12 100%. picks, five of them would be quarterbacks. Uh, no no Jameer Gibbs, no Tank Bigsby, no Zach Evans, uh, none of yep. those other, no Tyler Harrell right now, no Quentin Johnston, it's Boutte, it's JSN, it's Addison, it's Levis, it's Richardson. Super flex. Where would you put Michael Mayer? I think he would probably be. If I'm projecting, and most of us play in tight end premium leagues. Tight end premium leagues. If well, Mayer's in tight end premium, he's probably in the top six. Top six. Top uh, six might be bold. Would you? Would let's you say take top seven? Would you take in a tight end premium league one point five to one point seven five, even two points of reception? Would you take him over Van Dyke or Levis or Addison? That's you the take, question. Would you That's take a tight question, end over right? a quarterback, first round quarterback in Superflex? Probably. I don't not. think we can. No. I don't think we can. So I think at that point you drop him all the way to ten because I'm projecting. You know, you're taking Bijan. Oh, you're taking the three wide receivers. See, that's that's what that's what I'm. So where Bruning's saying, right? Because people who are listening, Bruning said taking him over all the quarterbacks except Stroud and Young, which to me are the tier one guys, right? Everyone else is tier two at least so far. Probably going to be a tier two at least. So then we're saying we're saying JSN, Addison, and um, who is it? Butte are tier one. Bijan tier one. Maybe one more running back tier one. Let's say that's five guys. We got two quarterbacks and then Mayer, obviously tight end one tier one guy. So that's eight guys that I think are just about locked and loaded with Mayer as tier one guys. But are we taking tier two quarterbacks over Mayer? That's the question. That's the at question. At which point you put him at 10, 11, 12. And I think he has to be a first rounder. He's going to be a first rounder in the NFL. He has to be a first rounder in rookie drafts. I, I get that you Mike may want to take Mike is ready to be hurt again. Mike said take those <laughs> quarterbacks. He's ready to be hurt again. He's ready to be hurt again by these QBs. Um. You got. I, I think he's got to be in the. I think he's got to be right around ten. At, at I, I'll just case. say this. I'll just say this. If I was in the draft slot where I had to take Van Dyke over Mayer, I would be pissed. Like yeah. because I know the process. Like I, I know the process, right? I would just be pissed. I, I just wouldn't want to do it. Like I yeah. wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. But I know yeah. that's the right thing to do. But I wouldn't. I would not be happy if Richardson. Levis, Stroud, Younger off the board, and then I got and then I'm forced with like Van Dyke or Michael Mayer. Like I, I would want yeah. Michael Mayer over Van Dyke, right? Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. People, people need to understand this is like it's not quite Kyle Pitts, but if you watch Michael Mayer, you will be like, yeah, this guy is gonna be really. He's a good, beast, right? and man. Score a ton He's of a touchdowns. blue chip prospect. He should be. Yeah. He should be valued as a top eight dynasty tight end right now. From the moment he steps. Yeah. He's a monster. He's an absolute stud. Um, Number one option in Notre Dame for what? The past two seasons, two basically? Seasons, He's been right? so good. So good. With horrible quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, I don't Ian know, Buck, man. Baby. This is, this is going to be an interesting... This is going to be an interesting... Uh, Pitts went ahead of Zach Wilson in my rookie drafts. And it paid off, man. It paid yeah, off. it did. Um, I get it. I just... Uh, he very easily could be Kittle with draft capital. He's nuts, oh, 100%. man. Oh, 100%. He's 100%. nuts. Um, so those are the those are the top ten. Uh, we'll, th- this is a fluid process. So Mayer is better than Hawk and Fant as prospects. I think he is. I think he is. He's I not, think he's yeah. not. He's not as so. athletic as Fant, but I think he's a better tight end than Noah Fant was coming out of Iowa. I do. Yeah, he can do that's, it all. That's the closer one, right? Because yeah, he's probably better than Fant was. Fant was really good, and Hawkinson somehow overtake overtook him. But yeah, he's probably better than Fant was. Coming into his third year for sure. Fucking nuts. And Fant man. was locked and loaded tight end one basically when he was in his third year. Michael Mayer's a stud. So it's interesting. We'll we'll track this throughout the year, right? It just he put it out. We had to react. We had to talk yeah. about it. Um point is this twenty twenty three class looks nice, right? Even though there's some uncertainty. I know I saw a couple of comments saying 
The running backs are uninspiring. The quarterbacks after the top two are a little uninspiring. The wide receivers after the top three are a little uninspiring. Uh, I, I think it's top to bottom. It's it's much better than what we just had in 2022. Um, but yeah. we do have some super chats we got to get to, Jay. I posted one a little bit earlier. Somebody just sent this a super chat saying shout out to the show. Um, let's uh, let's see right here. Uh, from Rico Stone, what did Rico say? Uh, keep Trey cut. Syracuse running back, Baylor wide receiver, or an FCS quarterback? Oh, man. What I'm doing is I'm trading Baylor wide receivers because people do value them. They just never work out, right? No, no. I think go you ahead. have you to- You go yours. You're trading I think Baylor. You have to cut, I think I'm cutting Syracuse running backs, and I'm- and I'm keeping FCS quarterbacks over I'm the whole. Trading, I tra- get someone good. I'm trading FCS quarterbacks, okay. keeping Syracuse running backs because if Sean Tucker's following in the path of Larry Zonka, Floyd Little, and Jim Brown, that means he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So I got to keep the Syracuse running back, trade the FCS quarterback, and fucking cut Baylor wide receivers. I don't want anything to do with them except Taquan Thornton is the last straw. Cut Baylor wide receivers. No, We're you, done with you, it, man. They have no more leeway. They're done. Denzel Mims, they're, they're done. done. All right, here we go right here. Here we go from uh, Jeff. If Jay Rich wants to convert to Bill's Mafia and commute from Toronto to Buffalo to watch Josh Allen 17 cook the Pats, first blue light is on me. So Jeff is saying, come on, c- come, come, to the, come to the USA. He'll treat you to a beer to watch Josh Allen light up uh, Taekwon Thornton and Mac Jones. This is an offer from one of the. Pages, I don't think I man. could do it. I don't think I could do it. Um, do it. I, I think those are the games I'm just going to skip on TV and just go to next week uh, on to Cincinnati, as they say in uh, New England. I'm going to have to skip on that offer, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Jeff, but I appreciate it. All right, Fizzle Dollars. He he sent a chat in. So Ray, I still need the link to the rankings and Notion. I also wanted to upgrade my patron tier. Fizzle, hit me up, man. I I got you. If you want to upgrade, upgrade, baby. It's it's, it's good time over there. Uh, uh, send me a message on Patreon, man. We'll get you. We'll get you logged in and set up. Make sure I didn't miss anything in here. I saw Joe asking about Michael Mayer. Yes, Joe, caress that light. I'm like Joe. You, you, the vibes are right on Monday. Caress that light button. Jay is looking terrible. We're getting him off the screen. Hit that like button. Uh, what do we have? What do we have? Heisman tier. Bring bring it on up. Bring it on up to that Heisman tier. But listen, man. I appreciate y'all tapping in this Monday. We're going to follow these rookies, man, because this 2023 class, it's good. Like, don't – 2024 is good, but 2023 is legit. And if it's this good already where we're talking about taking a goddamn tight end over first-round quarterbacks, then wait until the season progresses and and, and we get those players that kind of pop out of nowhere. It's going to be a good class. My my opinion, be acquiring as many of these picks as possible right now if you can in your dynasty league. So – uh, good show today. I'm glad y'all tapped in. I hope y'all have a wonderful freaking Monday. Jay, you, you look at, nope, Jordan still looks terrible. But guess what, y'all? I did load the outro in. So hit the thumbs up button, like, subscribe. And on Wednesday, Jay, what are we doing on Wednesday? Are we going to look at some Dynasty trades, some values, some mm-hmm. little Dynasty stock extra? We'll look at some trades, talk some Dynasty value. Me and Matt Kelly are all over James Cook right now, and nobody wants to hear You're it. You're in now? We, You're in? Me and Matt we, Kelly, we, we did a full 360. Head first <laughs> off the deep end into the James Cook well. I, I'm all in on James Cook. I mean, Matt Kelly's in on him. I'm in on him. God damn it, I want me some James Cook. Appreciate y'all right. tapping in. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.